The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus took Peter, John's, and James and went up the mountain to pray. While he was praying, his face changed in appearance and his clothing became dazzling white. And behold, two men were conversing with him, Moses and Elijah, who appeared in glory and spoke of his exodus that he was going to accomplish in Jerusalem. Peter and his companions had been overcome by sleep, but becoming fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men standing with him. As they were about to part part from him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. But he did not know what he was saying. While he was still speaking, a cloud came and cast a shadow over them, and they became frightened when they entered the cloud. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my chosen son. Listen to him. After the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone. They fell silent and did not at that time tell anyone what they had seen. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know if anybody's a a rugby fan. Maybe there's even a few people who played rugby, uh, or maybe even do. But uh, I've only been to a few rugby games in my life. And for the life of me, I can't figure out what's going on. I cannot figure it out. Like, I've tried to pay attention, tried to pay attention to the rules, and people have explained to me, and I've tried to watch it, and I just don't get it. And I've been to a few games, and I'm trying to pay attention, and, I'm lo- and, and as I'm trying to pay attention, and the rules all of a sudden then don't make sense, and I'm like, wait, oh, I've got to figure it out. And then I don't figure it out. And then something else happens. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense with what I was thinking. And as that's happening, it would ha- has happened every single time, I, I kind of lose interest. Kind of notice initially, I'm like, okay, great. I'm going to understand this, right? I'm going to get it. And then I don't get it, and I lose focus and lose attention and just stop paying attention. I don't know whether you've ever had that experience with anything. I know the other thing that I don't even try understanding because it's so messed up or so different that I don't even know is, is cricket. Have you ever seen cricket? I can, I can look at a little bit and I'm like, I don't understand what's happening. I cannot pay attention to it. However, on the other end of the spectrum, football I, you know, know exactly what every single position is. I know what they're supposed to be doing. I know what a good play is, what a bad play is, where the points are, how it's supposed to happen. And I am glued specifically to the Green Bay Packers. I don't really care about the other teams. But the Green Bay Packers, I'm glued to their game, right? And I know every single little bit, and I'm engaged in it. Well, what's the difference? Both are sports that people are amazing athletes, Right? These are amazing sports. Rugby, I mean, some of the amazing athletes for that. And, and yet, I, I just can't pay attention. It's not, it's not because it's not too exciting. It's because I don't understand what's going on. It's not because of the sport. It's because of really me, right? What I understand and what I don't understand. What is saying a lot of the same ways is the mass. 
for those who don't understand the Mass, they maybe come in and initially they're like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay attention. I'm going to understand what's going. And as they don't understand what's happening, it can maybe seem like, well, is that really important? I don't really understand and kind of disengage. But as we learn more about it, as we understand it, it, it actually gets more exciting, right? We understand more of it. We're able to engage in it. We're able to pray with it. And a lot of the times, you know, the problem of the Mass maybe not being as exciting or engaging is not really a problem of the Mass. It's often a problem of us, right? Uh, that we don't dispose ourselves to really being present, maybe, because we haven't prepared ourselves before coming. And so we're running around hectic right before coming. And then we show up and we're like, and we're trying to slow down. And yet we haven't exactly disposed ourselves to that. Right? Or maybe we don't seek to listen to the scriptures before. And so we hear the scriptures and it goes in one ear and out the other. Well, again, that's not the scripture's fault. That's maybe our fault, our disposition, Right? Are our ears listening? Are our minds receptive to what wants to be shared with us? Certainly the Mass, the obligation for Catholics to attend Mass every Sunday is fulfilled by you coming at the beginning and leaving at the end, right? But it's more than that if you want it to be something that's impactful, right? The Church obligates us to attend Mass on Sunday because it's important. But our faith obligates us to prepare ourselves for it and to learn about it so that when we come, we can engage. Vatican II spoke a lot about the liturgy. There was a renewal of the liturgy and a desire for people to be engaged, to know what's going on up here so that it might be an engagement. And they called it conscious, active participation. Now, some people after Vatican II took that as we need to create as many ministries as possible and we need to be as active as possible. Well, I got to tell you, uh, as a kid, I was an altar server and I was very active, but I was not participating. (laughs) I was not conscious of any participation in the Mass. The active needs to be uh, most especially of the heart. That we're actively participating by our preparation before, by our engagement and our desire here. And I see that also in parents as well. A lot of times parents with little ones will feel pulled away from the Mass. But I got to say, like, their active participation and their desire to be here, even in the midst of at times being pulled away from maybe the easy reception of listening to the word is an amazing gift of active participation, even in the midst of being distracted of maybe what I'm saying. Who cares what I'm saying, right? How are you engaging with your active and conscious participation of your heart in this liturgy? I fully believe that this Mass is a a gift from God, right? This is the liturgy that the church has given us that is a participation in Christ's life, death, and resurrection. This is an amazing sport, if I might say, use the analogy. An amazing sport which takes amazing athletes, amazing people, right? The most perfect person of all, Jesus Christ. But a lot of times we don't recognize that because we don't engage. We don't necessarily know what's going on. I'll share uh, 
two things with us uh, to, to engage. Well, one, just a reminder, right? One of the things that we're doing in Lent is we're celebrating Mass ad orientu. Again, that's ad to the east. So we're facing towards the east. Now, the east is actually that way, but we're facing all this way because they built the church wrong. Uh, no, it's just the way that it is. It's what we get to work with, right, in the Navy, in the military, and in the church in general. So... We're facing this way, all faced in the same direction, and we're faced towards Christ. Most especially the crucifix, but also Jesus fully present in the Eucharist. And we're all faced together, reaching, peering out, desiring, faced not only bodily, but also spiritually in our heart, facing towards the east where the rising sun is, desiring the coming of Jesus Christ in our life, right? And to recognize uh, that a lot of the Mass is not a play. It's not a theater. It's not directed actually towards you. I'm talking to you right now. This is the homily. This is a conversation. I am talking to you. But a huge part of the Mass is me standing in the person of Christ, in persona Christi, on behalf of all of you, praying to God the Father. If you listen to it, the words are directed towards Jesus, or to, not, they are the words of Jesus Christ, directed towards God the Father. And so, it really is an experience, or at least it should be an experience, if we understand it correctly, of an experience of a heavenly reality, really. You know, uh, depending on how we do it, it should be a beautiful place, Right? A beautiful place, and that's part of the reason why we put up the images and the other thing is because heaven is going to be a beautiful place. And we should be taken by the beauty of God here in this Mass. We also have a few other elements, right? We hear uh, today about the glorification of Jesus Christ in the Transfiguration, and a cloud came. Well, uh, we haven't been able to use incense that often, but one of the symbolisms of the incense is this cloud is a heavenly presence of God the Father, right? We have that to help us engage in that way. We also have a few prayers that we say, uh, the Gloria. Now, during Lent, we don't, pray the, we don't sing the Gloria, but the Gloria is this great heavenly hymn that has ancient accounts and that we sing every single Sunday because it's the prayer of the angels, right? At the coming of Jesus Christ, most especially at his birth, right? To the shepherds, right? Glory to God in the highest. Peace to people of goodwill. We pray that because we're praying and that Jesus Christ is fully present here in that participation. But also one other time that I'd like to mention is after the preface, when I say the Lord be with you and you say with your spirit, lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord, right? And kind of reminding ourselves to do that. There's a short prayer. And then we have the Sanctus or Holy, Holy, Holy. Now, this is a prayer that comes from Scripture, a prayer that we believe that the angels are praying constantly before God in heaven. And so when we pray this, it's not just an act of, yeah, that's what we're doing next, but it's actually a participation in the heavenly liturgy that is taking place, that we are joining the angels in heaven, worshiping God right here and right now. That is a heavenly reality that we get to experience right here, right now. That Jesus Christ is often veiled, but yet there are certain times when the veil is pulled back and we get to see who Jesus Christ truly is. 
He does this in the transfiguration. Uh, we see that he actually it becomes dazzling white. Right? Now, Jesus did not always reveal himself in his full glory. He veiled himself in human form. Right? And it, he didn't always let his divinity show forth, although he was always fully human, fully divine. We believe as Catholics that Jesus Christ is present here with us today fully present, especially in the Eucharist. And that when the Eucharist and when we consecrate the Eucharist, that Jesus Christ becomes fully present once again. Now, it's confusing because what we see in front of us is ordinary bread, just like the disciples saw an ordinary man. But Jesus led them to learn and to know him as something more than an ordinary man. And he continues to give that same gift to us today that he uh, gave us the gift of the Eucharist, that he said, this is my body, this is my blood, and that the church throughout the centuries have believed that when Jesus said that, that he meant that, and that Jesus truly becomes present to us, veiled, yes, but truly present. And that if we could only see who, that Jesus was truly present, we would be like Peter who would say, you know, right, uh, let us make, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents and let us never leave. If we truly saw the glory of God, we would never leave to go back into the world. Jesus veils himself so that we might make a choice of faith. Every single time that we come to Mass, we have an opportunity to renew our baptismal promises in the profession of faith, in our renunciation of sin, and when we come up to receive the Eucharist, our parents maybe made the choice to baptize us when we were children. But every single Mass, we have an opportunity to reaffirm that baptism, to say, yes, I am here, I believe. And when you come up to receive the Eucharist, it might be veiled, and you might say, ah, is it Jesus, right? It, it looks like ordinary bread, but no, no, I believe. And so that when the priest or the extraordinary minister of Holy Communion says the body of Christ, our response is amen. Amen. I believe that it is the body of Christ. I believe with my heart. I am conscious and aware and I desire to participate in God's life just as God desires to participate in our life. And that we say yes. At times, I feel like, or I think, that a lot of people experience the Mass kind of like I experience rugby, or I experience cricket. There's a lot going on that I just don't understand. Well, I just want to encourage you. There is an amazing wealth of information here. And I hope that we can continue to learn and desire and invest. And as the amount that you invest and you desire, you listen and you learn, you will get more and more and more and more out of Mass. There is no end to the amazing gifts that God wants to give us here at this Mass. The only limit is ourselves, right? And so let us dispose ourselves and engage in that full, active, conscious participation of our heart here in this liturgy, desiring that amazing gift that God gives us here today.